This episode is available to watch as a video podcast exclusively on the Talking Backwards Patreon page. Sign up today over at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. Welcome back to Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Who the hell was Diane? <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That's a good way to start. That is a good way to start. <laughs> Who was Diane? Who was Diane? <laughs> Who is Diane? Where is Diane? It's a gold ball. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> we have so many questions, and I'm sure that we'll answer them scientifically and accurately. And to help us do so, we've got with us... The, yes. the newly inducted Barkhouse Babes. Oh. Jasmine Amells from Damn Fine TV. How are you doing, guys? Hey, good. How are you? We're doing great. Thanks so much for being on with us again to talk about part 16. Very excited. Let's call a couple other things. We're going to go to Pat for the Pat Stats. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Call out your boy for some Pat Stats, Stats, Stats. Ah, hey, the Pat Stats. It's part 16 of Twin Peaks The Return, a.k.a. Season 3, Episode 16, a.k.a. No Knock, No Doorbell, from Twin Peaks The Limited Event Series. No Knock, No Doorbell. What a title. What a title. Does that have yeah. to do with Cole just letting Diane into the room <laughs> without her knocking? <laughs> that could be a double. That uh, might be a double, Tyler. All right. <laughs> hey, but we open as we often do. On a dark road. <laughs> Another dark road. Yeah. Another dark road. Why do we keep opening up here? It's it's because they're trying to set up the spinoff. This is what they I want my dark road spinoff. <laughs> it's just yes. forty five minute increments of footage of dark roads. This is what they learned that week in film school. <laughs> oh, we gotta do this a lot. The dark road. <laughs> the road was dark. <laughs> so uh, Mr. C has got a passenger. You know him, you hate him. Richard Horn. Yeah, he's Horn. a real dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not the best. So uh, Mr. C has just left Not the, the disappeared gas station with some fresh coordinates from Tea Kettle Jeffries. Fresh. Percolator Jeffries? <laughs> percolator Jeffries. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My man's is a percolator at this yeah, point. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to a location, get out of the vehicle. Uh, Boop is using some BLT. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. Some Black Lodge tech. Tell us about it. A BLT GPS. Yeah. How does it work? I have no idea. Oh. Well. (laughs) I was hoping you might have some insight. (laughs) Not a clue. In an instance where you have three sets of numbers from different sources and two of them match, what would you do? Go home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I want to be there to begin with, to be honest with you. No. (laughs) I don't know. This seems like such a fun, like, wacky father-son road trip. I'm so here for this. This is just like Brig, Major Briggs and Bobby going <laughs> going into the woods. This is... Uh, Absolutely. This is, uh, just the Black Lodge father and son having 
having a catch. Oh. <laughs> yes, it's just like that. Yeah, just like Dougie yeah. and Sunny Jim. Yeah, exactly. Hoop is a little more aggressive. Yeah, with his parenting skills. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hey, very. Why don't, why don't you go stand on that rock? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very throw the kid in the pool to teach him to swim. Sort of father style. Hey, they'll either learn or they won't. I mean, there's only two options. If you want to be the next David Copperhead, <laughs> oh, you can get out of this situation. <laughs> Figure it out. Not Copperhead. Son of a, son of a magician. <laughs> the Richard Horn story. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> That's son of a magician. Speaking too soon. <laughs> pop secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pop secret. We don't know yet. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, Papa. Um, but, but before that... Let's rock. Let's rock. Let's rock. <laughs> yeah. Mr. C sends Richard up to the coordinates that match, which is what he would have done, according to him. He's a very smart young man. Yeah. <laughs> very bright young man. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sends him up to a rock that looks very much like a reverse image of the rock that Laura was found washed up next to, in my opinion. I thought so, too. I, th- I think I said that. That was a something we caught in the live stream where I caught. Like, I was never thought about that before. But, yeah, I was like, man, that's interesting. Yeah, Jasmine Mills, you guys are on the live stream for this episode, yeah. I believe. The Patreon live stream? Mm-hmm. The Patreon live stream. Patreon.com <laughs> yeah, slash Talking That's backwards. right. <laughs> Check it out. Might be worth it. That's the one. And we have to say that that was the very first time that Jasmine and I have ever watched Twin Peaks together what? because we are not geographically connected at so all. Wild. So oh, wow. Thank you for bringing us together yeah. for once. Yeah. This is a big deal for us. Part 16. Yeah. Huge. It was a big deal Huge. for me. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, the first timer <laughs> over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got a rock and seer cover. <laughs> yeah. Lightning rock. <laughs> lightning rock. Oh, lightning rock. Let's see. Before, oh, before Rick... Rick. I call him Rick. Rick. Richard. Rick. Richard. Dick. You're tight like that. Rick, Rick Horn. Yeah. Rick Horn. Um, before he goes up on the rock, boop. Or no, we see Jerry still yeah. running. Yeah. He's been running for days. I'm if so not glad. Years. I'm so glad Jerry came back around and had a purpose. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just running out of the woods for no reason. Do we know the location like of where they are? Because when they left the farm, they were in Montana. I just am curious of where. Jerry is <laughs> like how far? How far is he? Jerry gone? is exactly he where he needs to be. Yes, true. <laughs> uh, very true. Agreed. And I never, well, I never knew like where he was, but all I could think of was he's like the Forrest Gump of like Twin oh. Peaks. I mean, he, this man has just been his running beard just gets longer <laughs> and longer. Run, Jerry, run! <laughs> exactly. Like you know, he and bless his heart, just. <laughs> He's too much. I love Jerry too much. Yeah, Jerry's great. <laughs> Especially in the return. Like he's just great. <laughs> he was a, he was a character. He has been on one wild ride this season. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess nobody seems to care about where he is. Ben is not too concerned the few times they've spoke. <laughs> I said it I think last episode. Like the only person that's concerned is probably Hepa. Oh, Hepa, yeah. His his, his Swedish or Iceland? I don't. Norwegian. <laughs> Norwegian, yeah. Yeah, from season one. Norwegian, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I always liked Jerry season one. He was a character I thought, you know, he would always kind of drift in and out from time to time. But I felt like he should have been around a little bit more. Mm. Um, but I don't know. That's my opinion. He's funny. I'm just glad we got a little bit of payoff. <laughs> yeah. And that he finally shows up and it, it, it witnesses something. I don't think he affects the scene really, yeah. but he is there to witness it, and that's something. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to Patrick about this 
the other day because um, I was under the assumption that he got so emotional because maybe he realized that it was his nephew. But then Patrick said that I think he was excited to just see people. <laughs> he was excited because he is. And, he's like, because he, when he gets, when he first sees the truck, yeah, he does make a comment about that. You know, it's like, oh my God, there's humans. <laughs> yeah. But no, but then yeah. he reverse binocularifies. Yeah. Um, I don't think he realizes who they are. Yeah. And then one of them, I don't even know what happens to, I can't even explain it. I liken it to like when a bug gets in a bug zapper. That's what I thought of. I mean, and they're trying like, to get out, but it it's, yeah. it's zapping yeah. them more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't fight it. Just your, your time has come. You're done. That's right. This parachute is a knapsack. <laughs> friends reference. Yeah. So I, yes. I remembered it as him being struck by lightning when he got on top of the rock, but it, it is more like he's caught in a bug zapper. It's like he lights up from the inside and is just electrocuted into dust. Like he yeah. just, he gets. It's definitely electrical, electricity, right. whatever. Yeah. 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 And uh, electric trap. Yeah. Jerry Horn witnesses this through his reverse binoculars and blames them. <laughs> yeah. Bad sure. binoculars. Bad binoculars. Well, not, only, not only are they reverse, but he's only looking at one know. eye. <laughs> like, you've got two strikes against you there, Jerry. Oh, okay. Gosh. I hate to let yeah. you know. After that many edibles, he's doing all right. <laughs> Let's face it. That's true. Yeah, he's he's that's pretty true. well composed. He's top, of his, top of his class. He's for sure. He's mobile, he's, which is saying a lot. <laughs> he's doing the best he can, okay? There's yeah. also, during the electrocution, we, we get a shot of Jerry that's kind of a, a reverse shutter shot. It's like, like he kind of glitches out himself, whereas his eyelids kind of just, I, the best word I can come up with is glitch. Just like, like mm -hmm. a glitch in the Matrix? Oh. Yes, exactly, like a glitch in the Matrix. Wow. And as if we needed any more confirmation, after Richard has turned to dust, Mr. C says, goodbye, my son. Well, he, he first and alludes I mean, to this saying that he's oh, 25 years no, his senior. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, just the emotion that came out of Mr. C in this scene, like, I was, the tears were flowing. Like, I could not, that sarcasm. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> Goodbye, my son. It's funny that you say that, because there's one <laughs> shot, like, when they show Boop, I think, two or three times while Rick is getting electro electrocuted. <laughs> Your buddy uh, Rick. My Rick. buddy Rick. Um <laughs> There's one one shot where it seems like uh, Boop is welling up just a bit. Like, no facial expression, but you can see, like, water in his eye. Mm. And it's not there when they go back to him. So I think it's just a lighting thing. But it, uh, for a second, it made me think, like, oh, this guy's, like, having some internal reaction <laughs> to watching like his when, son Like when, when Dougie was looking at Sonny Jim and shed a tear. Mm -hmm. Oh, we'll get to that. I have so many notes on that. But what I'm thinking is the smoke was just like in his eye, and he was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm right." That could be it too. Yeah. yeah. Any any physical body would shed tears from being gassed like that. Exactly. Yeah. Goodbye, my son. It was son. allergies. I mean, Goodbye, my son. But then, uh, then he sends another text. Yeah. Smiley face. All. <laughs> yep. But it wasn't delivered. Undelivered. And I'm pretty sure the Las Vegas text did not say not delivered. Yeah, that one went through. Mm. What? 
It's it definitely says phone, not delivered. It says not yeah, delivered on this one. But when he sent the Las Vegas one in the last episode, it yeah. goes through no problem. Maybe he resends it later. <laughs> I don't or, think so. You know what? <laughs> you know what? So we have Black Lodge tech. That is finding coordinates while we're out here. So and he can't send a freaking SMS text well, message. Well, and that, that's the thing. It's the Black Lodge tech is able to get whatever reception it needs out here. But like a normal burner phone. He probably has T-Mobile. Probably has T-Mobile. He's outside of the range. He's roaming <laughs> or worse. Yeah. He's roaming. There we so, go. Yeah. Yes. So when. Ten cents a text. When. Jeez. When. Spoiler. <laughs> Diane gets this text later. It, it may be just when he got back into service range. Okay. Right. Yeah. So maybe he sent that. Yeah. And was like, eh, it'll go. <laughs> eh. like, it'll get there. And then it does. It'll get there when it needs to get yep. there. Yeah. Is what I think. Probably mm. two years ago. Yeah, we know how time works. And That's right. I've got plenty of questions about that text <laughs> that we'll, we'll dive into later. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. All we'll talk about it. Oh, smiley face. Ooh, smiley face all good about one. It. <laughs> all smiles. Can I just say that I find the dash in the smiley face to be quite offensive? <laughs> I don't Thank need you. that prominent of a nose in, in right. the smiley face text. Well, how do you know it's a complete It's face very Mr. No C, nose. though. It's a jumping man nose. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. love it. Oh, what's happening? The jumping man's jumping man's in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You summoned him. I like it. That would be the, about the third time we said his name today. So I just got chills. Oh, know. no. It's like Candyman. We'll man. say it a few more times. <laughs> what if we had somebody just on deck over here to jump out? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I would die. I would die. Who can we convince? R.I.P. That would have been. Yeah. Imagine their faces. <laughs> Jumping man just appear. Especially since I would have forgotten by now, and I would have been genuinely startled. <laughs> uh <laughs> I need to talk about that son of a bitch, Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Let's go to Rancho Rosa. Let's go to Lancelot Court. Is this Rancho Rosa? Yeah. I thought Rancho Rosa was the other place. Yeah. With the one, they're all the way. Yeah. I thought that was the same subdivision. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yep. Same sub. Same sub. Little boxes. So he would go stay with Jade in the same neighborhood? Oh, yeah. His car in the same neighborhood? Yeah. He's gold oh, ballsy. Man, he's, he is ballsy. <laughs> gold ballsy. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Hutch and Chantal sitting in the van, staking Chantal. out for Dougie Jones. He's not showing up. Then Edley and Wilson pull up. Also find nobody home. Uh, Wilson is tasked with parking the car somewhere out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He needs... Yeah. Seems a simple request. It does. Yeah. But... How That's many times have wrong. I told you, Wilson? Wilson, Wilson, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Is that your line? Yeah, <laughs> That's your damn fine That's line. a good one. Wilson, you son of a bitch! Go grab a car and park somewhere over there, out of sight, to stake out this house. Okay. Damn fine. He is getting it at all angles. Like, dude can't catch a break. This is like workplace harassment. I just took a module on this for work, and I was like, "This is Wilson needs to file a complaint." Okay, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> always yelling at me. I know, and it bless his heart. Like the look on his face is always like, "I'm so sorry." Like, why are you picking on me? Uh, he is baby. So he gets sent to do that while Headley decides he's going to go check out Lucky 7 Insurance. Mm. 
the place of work. Been there before. So we got people looking for Dougie at his place. I don't think they're going to find him. Because where's Dougie? In the hop circle. In the... Ba- Will babies oh, in a hopsicle? Okay. in a hopsicle. <laughs> that is not in my notes, but okay. <laughs> Change it. Are you, are you don't have whittle baby in a hopsicle? <laughs> I don't. I'm going to edit now. <clears throat> we'll do it live. To be fair, I don't either. Quick edit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We're doing it live. Uh, Cooper lies comatose <laughs> uh, as he's just electrocuted himself with great effort. Yeah. To get I really here. wanted that, that outlet. But he's, he's surrounded by friends and family. Got a Janie E, Sunny Jim, and Battlin' Bud. Battlin' Bud. That's my grandpappy. It is. Palamones, yeah. Bushnamones. <laughs> yep. Yep. I am related to this to man. To this man. I am. Great. Uh, the Mitchum brothers bring flowers and sandwiches. Oh, finger sandwiches. Let's be specific. <laughs> These are what you call <laughs> finger <laughs> sandwiches. Thanks a lot, Candy. Baby Patrol. <laughs> a little bit of the Baby Patrol comes in. Um <laughs> I know this, this to me is very wholesome. Like you've, your, mm-hmm. your, your close friend, your ally and your family is in a bad spot. It, it's good to see these people showing up for him in, in the hard times. Like, of, of yeah. course, when he's out there making you money and, you know, when he's worth your time as far as finances and business goes, yeah, of course you're going to be there. And, yeah, I think that 30 mil sweetens the pot a little bit here in terms of their friendship. I feel like but they're right. blowing through they, it too fast. <laughs> All for Dougie, or, too. Or have they always had a jet? Oh, they've probably always had okay. a jet. I mean, yeah, they, I think the Mitchell brothers yeah, were doing I, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, so, I mean, if you think back to when Dougie, quote-unquote, first came back, he and Janie E were on thin ice. Oh yeah, and then he had just gotten two rides from Jade, and then Hi. I'll bet he did. <laughs> I'll bet you did, <laughs> or I'll bet she did. But then we, we got a re-roll on him, and she got a much better man. She got a bunch of money, new oh. car, gym set, like of of course. Decent, now things are a little uh, easier. Decent bed sex. I was about to say, probably the best sex of her life, to be honest. So, <laughs> Dougie flapping. So, he, I mean, he got him a new car, he got him a gym set, he's a monster in the sack. So, they're probably doing better. And of course, the Mitchum brothers, they got that 30 mil payout. Like, this guy is good for you. But, when uh, totally. He also doesn't talk much, which is a plus of if you're a lady listening to this, you know. Like <laughs> all of those things plus keeps his mouth shut, yeah. all the boxes are checked. Also, any she guys listening, lying. don't be afraid to speak your truth. That, that's right. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Mitchums though. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, I did just say that the 30 mil sweetens the pot, but I find them to be very, very genuine. Like there's no there's no like mask when it comes to the Mitchums. Mm-hmm. Like they were very serious about killing him and now they're very serious about being his best yeah, friend. Yeah. They just are what they are. It, I they're it makes great. Me interested in what like their I guess lifestyle is pre Dougie. Right. Like they, mm. that that might be maybe a, a story arc in some spinoff. But, but yeah, it's, it's just good to see that, you know, when the chips are down, these people are all here for this guy. Yeah. Like, 
obviously things have changed. Uh, outlooks are different. And when it matters most, you need people by your side. And it's just very good that yeah. these people are genuinely close friends. Like his boss. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't really have an investment to protect here. He's just showing up for his, his buddy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think it's weird that, or I think it's great that they want to stock their house. Mm -hmm. But I think it's weird that he's like, uh, can I bother you for a key? And she's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Back to more keys in the return. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a little presumptuous, but I mean, she's also on board for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've gotten nothing but benefits from it's true. being friends with these guys. Words and of I Ray, probably would have reacted the same way, but it's just weird. In the words of Ray, maybe it that's is. the key to what this is all about. Mm. Ray? Which Ray? Stocking homes. Well, what I loved about it <laughs> was that uh, she hands over the keys, but by the weight of the keys, it feels like it's like all of her keys, also the car keys. So later on when the car gets brought around, I'm like, oh, how did you get your keys back? <laughs> Maybe like, she has two sets. Who brings that around? She has but two who sets. has the spare? She and has two sets. Damn it. <laughs> well, okay. She's had two. That is true. Okay. All right. I'll let that Was pass. it valet? Maybe. Because they would have had oh. to keep one. That's right. And that's possible. All right. It's a double we've... set of keys. Oh, we've cracked the code. <laughs> All right. Oh. Wow. I love it. <laughs> that's crazy. So I was going to say two things that are incredibly clever, and you're going to love it. Uh, one, yes, Janie E. lets the Mitchell brothers take the ring of keys. Oh. And two, she might have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> oh, no. Dave has been written off talking backwards. <laughs> Don't it was so nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see you later. painful. <laughs> I just... We'll see you in 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> You're stuck in here for a while, but I can wait. Let's uh, let's move on to a very confused Gordon Cole. <laughs> who I guess is, I don't know, getting hit with some dementia or something. Some he doesn't understand what this technology I believe, is. I just noted that he's nervously watching screens. It seemed like he's, to me yes. that maybe some of the yeah. tech was malfunctioning or mm -hmm. something. Something I, I think it just coincides with the whatever surge happened when Coop shocked himself. Like, obviously, that kick started something, so gears are turning. Obviously, Cole's connected to everything, and this setup is attuned to anomalies. Yeah, so that I just feel like that's all connected to the same incident. Uh, like anomaly, whatever's, anomaly? whatever's about to happen is happening with everyone involved. You saying that too. Uh, made me think, because again, we don't know how time works in Twin Peaks. It's very confusing. This is the one reason I'm excited for this show, to be honest. <laughs> time in Twin Peaks. But in my <laughs> head, I like to think, yeah, you're right. Like he, something has changed. Like he's just taking it all in, whatever's <laughs> going on in the room. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with with Doug Coop putting his thing in the socket, his fork in the socket. I feel like in my head, I like to think that happens at the same time as Lightning Rock going off. Lightning and also Rock. at the same time mm. as Audrey at the end of this episode. I like to think that these right. things are happening simultaneously. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't know if they are or not. Well, it's the same sound. Right. I feel like it's the same right. sound. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it would. What but I that thought... sound is used, it is used a lot, several yeah. times. So would that well, mean, would I that know. be your sync point? 
everything using that sound is happening at that one moment. Mm. I'll take it. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's fair. Potentially. Yeah. What I could, what I relate or correlate those, the machines and everything kind of going haywire was maybe that was getting to the point to where Coop was going to be back because a lot of the sounds in there also sound like the machinery in the hospital. Mm. Yeah. So I could, I connected it on that level where it's like, okay, something is about to happen. And then we all know, you know, like what, what happens after that, because it does like kind of fade that beeping yeah. fades into the vital machine. That's true so. too. My right. wheels are turning now. <laughs> I, want, to, I want to like overlay all the episodes and sync up that yes. sound to see if the great Northern sound syncs up. Oh, that's such a good mm. idea. And is that the same time that James is checking the furnaces? <laughs> right. Right. Mm. As when Bushnell leaves the hospital? Yeah. Or? Yeah. It could very yeah. well be, yeah. That and when Ben and Beverly. Well. Ashley Judd. Yeah, but they mm. have, they, that's when they decide for James to go check on it. That, that part might not add up. Because they hear it and they're like, we'll have security check on it. They do specifically say. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I, that was like four forever months ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, it was I forever don't. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> but also, that office is not the furnaces, so that doesn't right. feel like the same incident. Well, it An could be incident. above it. Incident could be above it, like the convenience store. Yes, they lived above it. Oh, mm. interesting. <laughs> I love it. We're all mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's but return. yeah, there's like a lot of like heightened activity in this episode. A lot of people are awakening yeah. and I feel like yeah. whatever those machines are just picking up on it somehow. Sure. So takeaway from this scene is all things considered, Coop looks good. And Bud gets a call from the FBI that they are looking for Dougie. Looking for Dougie, but not before we find out that Sonny Jim can't find a bathroom on his own. <laughs> Someone else has got to go in this series. <laughs> Another leak in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> leak peaks. Yep, leak peaks. <laughs> Twin leaks. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right, uh, unfortunately for Chantal, she's running out of Cheetos. Mm. And she is getting hangry. <laughs> yeah. She's not happy. She's already got a little temper, but... Look, you could say she's under some stress. I, I mean, I wouldn't, but you can. This scene's incredible. Yeah, this, this is a lot. Yeah. yeah, and it's all of it seemingly happens for zero reason. It's just it's coincidence and overreaction. Yeah, all lumped together. Yeah, it's awesome. Like the Mitchum brothers are here. The FBI is here. The Polish accountant is here. The Polish accountant is here. <laughs> and Hutch and Chantal are here. Everybody that isn't the guy in the Zawaski accounting car are here for Dougie. Talk about some fan fiction theater. I need to know what this guy's day was before he got home. <laughs> well, he, he went and he tried to bail out his son. <laughs> Remember his son, don't you? <laughs> no. Ike the Spike. Oh, Ike the Spike, yes. His, <laughs> that was your live stream. His son, yes. Yeah, he was trying to go bail him out. Didn't work out. So didn't now work he's out, returning yeah. home. Yes. Um, I like to think this is not the first time he's had to move his car today. <laughs> That's no. true. <laughs> That's my headcanon. Yeah. I love it because he's like, you're blocking my driveway. And Cheeto Chantel's like, we're not, even we're not blocking your driveway. <laughs> we're not even close. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. She needs some Cheetos. Or but Wendy's. This, this is an escalation because Chantal's getting hot. She's already jammed up from not being able to torture anybody in a long time. Yeah. They witness this limo and van pull up with 
the Mitchum brothers and the Babe Patrol. It looks like a circus going in there. No Dougie. Nobody that looks like their boss. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're confused. People are showing up where they shouldn't be. None of them are Dougie. Which, that makes me wish we had a Mis- Mr. C, like, he looks like me. <laughs> you know, just that conversation had to be just wonderful, and they don't question it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like yeah. somebody, doesn't he? Looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this this guy starts giving Hutch and Chantal the business. Oh, yeah. they're, quote, unquote, in his driveway. They are adamant that they're not. I wish they had shown the driveway. Or is there a... Me too. No, they're not. <laughs> I don't think they showed like a no, wide didn't. shot of no. it. No, I wish they had though. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> oh, I, I love the mystery. Like, Come on. It's a good mystery. I would have liked to get visual confirmation, but yeah. I like that it's ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, just a I move car. I move car. And <laughs> just the, like you guys said, he must have had a terrible day because his answer is to ram the van. And I mean, repeatedly. Clearly, your car is not going to make any headway look, in moving this van. Look, rage takes many forms. <laughs> Stupidity is one, and baldheadedness <laughs> is one of them. Are two baldheadedness. <laughs> I'm going bald angry. Not our first bald accountant. I, I think Charlie is an right. accountant. Yeah, Charlie yeah I was thinking accountant. Charlie. Oh yeah, he yeah. Is. yeah. I, there's yeah, a larger story about accountants here in season right. three, but I just I haven't had time to follow that money, so yeah. I don't know what the answers <laughs> so are. So our, our our second bald accountant <laughs> in the return. Actually, maybe our third because Ooh. at the CPH, did that guy have hair? I think he did. He was, he was, was definitely the accountant. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I move car, rams the van. There was a firefight. Amazing. Yay! <laughs> I can't believe this is how they go out. (laughs) (laughs) How did you think they were going to go out? I don't know. You thought they were going to ride off into the sunset. Honestly, I thought like... Nothing would happen. Some Romeo Juliet type Mm. thing. Mm. And that's that's like... they go out doing what they love. Hutch, I'll kill me and you kill you and we'll go out together. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Or she chokes on a Cheeto and he... I don't know. Tries to save her. Can't. Kills himself because she died. Mm. Oh. Man, this could have gone a lot of ways, but this is how it goes. <sighs> this is how this it goes. Gone, yes. yes. Chantel. Well, I always call this scene very Tarantino because oh, yeah. for Tim Roth, every yeah. Tarantino movie that he's in, especially Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. he w- I'm pretty sure he went out the same mm-hmm. way, which was in a massive shootout. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, bless his heart, like, can he get a role or a gig where he like doesn't get shot to shit? That's like right. scene being. <laughs> He's like, all right, we're going to fit you with some squibs. I know what squibs are. Yeah. I brought my own. I'm already, I'm already wired up. Just, just do it. I just wear this to the mall and just pop them off randomly. Everyday wear. Can you imagine? Yes. I'm picturing it. Just walking up in the line at Sabaro and then just. Hey, it's a good way to get to the front of the line. Nobody's around. Everyone will clear out and then you just get yeah. up and be like, oh yeah, I'll have a. <laughs> Two slices. Emergency, but I need my pizza to go, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's my, a, that's my favorite New York pizza joint. Half Italian sandwich, please. <laughs> I, just, I would just like a side salad. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. I had an online order. <laughs> oh, no, so Chantal answers the ramming with gunfire. Yes. So she doesn't realize that this guy is already packing. Yeah. Has an automatic pistol. 
Yeah. Fires back. Hutch fires with a shotgun. So they're just shooting back and forth at each other. The van takes off. And Brother Man lights it up from the street and just rips Chantal and Hutch up. With, Hutch. With this machine pistol. Is determined really to hold Hutch. on to that. Oh, shit bar. Yep. Oh, he's hanging on. For dear life. Yeah. Very literally. I would have been... Even the sight of a bullet, I just would have been on the ground. Yeah. And and still died. Right. <laughs> just ducked. Yeah. Duck and run. Yeah, I think they've uh think they've had their last big bacon classic. Oh man. The Mitchums witnessed this. Yes. <laughs> and they've got their pistols drawn. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> they're like, we need to get out of here. Yeah, when they see the FBI's, they're just like, Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. They're like like what is going on on this street? <laughs> People are under a lot of stress, Bradley. <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah. Rip, Hutch, and Chantal. Yeah. Let's take a moment. You want to take a moment? We can take a moment. Yeah. Take a moment. R.I.P. May your biggie bags always be full of Cheetos. Yes. <laughs> well, it's time. It's time. Let's go back to the hospital in Vegas. Mm. This is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, this is a big moment. This is a big deal. This is where I feel like a doctor needs to have their license removed. <laughs> <laughs> just because the doctor that comes in later to check on him oh she, uh, doctor if you'll if you'll notice my vitals are fine and he, oh, your vitals are fine <laughs> <laughs> so they are yeah. let's, let's get there let's do it <laughs> so battling bud is the only one in the room with him that he apparently I, I thought he at first he saw an ooh shiny and was following it out but he's hearing a noise <laughs> Yeah. That seems to entrance him and lure him out of the room, leaving Cooper alone. The great northern noise. Yeah. Yes. Then springs awake. Oh. Springs awake. Springs to life. And springs to life. 100%. 100%. Speaks with Mike. I I was watching this by myself at like four in the morning. <laughs> no, it, it would have been five or six in the morning at this point. Because I, I watched several of these episodes difference. at once in a sitting after work after working overnights. So it's probably like six in the morning and I'm half awake when this happens. He springs awake, speaks to Mike, who has appeared in the room. Says, you are awake. It's 100%. <laughs> Were you awake? Yeah. I was then. <laughs> I was like, you. Definitely another jump off the couch moment. He, he is back. I, I kept it down. <laughs> it was, Good binoculars, good binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Mike lets Coop, mm-hmm. yeah. which I've not been able to say. <laughs> I've been saying it. <laughs> as yeah. a character this season. Dougie or Doug Coop or Mr. C. Yeah. Coop. So many. Coop. <laughs> Just Special Coop. Agent Dale Cooper. As Coop proper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's him know that, uh, what does he say? The other one didn't come back? Or right. That yeah. The other one didn't go back in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which... Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Coop still technically? Wasn't he in the red room like at the beginning in part one? Part one, two, yes. Yeah. yeah. One, two, yeah. Yeah. And two is when he tries to leave. Right. Okay. So that's all supposed to happen at the same time. Right. So they mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to tell him in the red room. Oh, he didn't come back in. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. they they passed like ships yeah. in the night. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just now getting this information. Uh, gives Mike a piece of hair, asking him if he still has the seed. 
Do you have the seed? Do you have, do you have, do you the, have the seed? Adamant. <laughs> 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 Delivery. Like, give him time to answer. I mean, he's got to say it backwards. <laughs> Come on. He's, he's, he's got to think about he's, it. He's just woken up. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got time. <laughs> you know how time works. <laughs> so I, I, I do not. I have to assume that he's retained the memories and processes of the original Dougie, because how else does he know about seeds and tulpas? Maybe he always knew. Maybe Special Agent Dale Cooper <laughs> is a tulpa. Ooh. Mm. And this is the real Cooper. I feel like Coop has just been amassing so much information, whether from the Red Room or while he's been, mm-hmm. you know, masquerading as Dougie, and mm. it's just all there. I need, and I need to see, like, a diagram <laughs> of, like, where where Coop's consciousness is mm-hmm. or where where all it's divided between that he's pulling information yeah, does, from does he learn mm, does he learn what loop yeah. learns yeah does yeah. He, yeah does he learn yeah. mr c's does yeah. he carry his memories yes i know yeah huh. so i feel like he does i need to know how he's getting sense. all this i think going? so yeah. too i, I think, think he, he does, does yeah, yeah. It, that would make sense because if cooper's been in the lodge there hasn't been much to learn so whatever boop learns he learns on his own but meanwhile <laughs> cooper's learning everything that that makes a lot of sense for me. I'll I will take that. Okay, let's do okay. that. <laughs> um, Mike pulls out a gold ball. Yep. It's a gold ball. Oh, it's back. And he's going to make another one. Yeah. Coop gives him a lock another, of hair. Another top. Need you to make me another one. Gonna DJ Khaled it, and <laughs> then <laughs> and another one. <laughs> <laughs> and another one. <laughs> hey, I got that reference up here. <laughs> I did not, Mel, so way to go. (laughs) Way to keep damn fine cool with the kids or whatever. (laughs) Pop off, sis, I know. (laughs) Jeez. Well, Janie and Sonny Jim come back from the bathroom. Janie comes back, and I stand a queen. So they come in, and they're stoked. They are stoked. Uh, He sends them down to wait for him downstairs. They're both very excited that he's talking so much. I think Janie E. is a little titillated at his gravitas. I don't like being a little. titillated. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way she carries herself, she's like, come on, Sonny Jim, he wants us to bring the car around. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he gets a lot of things right away. He gets released from the hospital. Again, by saying, doctor, if you'll check my vitals, you'll see that everything is A-okay. I was like, I don't know if this oh, is a good yeah. idea. Like, yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Any chance you recognize the doctor? No, not one. Nope. Louis Birdsong Budway. Are you serious? <laughs> From season two? Jeez. The Great, great Northern. Or she works at the Great Northern. Yeah, she was a... I don't think she's the same character. No. She worked at the desk. Yeah. Nope. Looking for it's the same wins. character. Oh, <laughs> yep, yeah. she, got her right. deg- she got her degree she and trying, she moved to Vegas. And she kept trying to <laughs> work her way up the corporate ladder at the Great yeah. Northern. Yep. Same and actress. Employee of the month. Interesting. Is she credited as... That's what I said, no. She's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's dumb. Change your name. Dave Dave already said he didn't agree with it and said that she is <laughs> Louis, so Yeah, it's her. You can follow you can follow Dave's lead there. That's fine. But yeah, it, it's great. He gets released from the hospital off his gravitas alone. He gets the car brought around. He gets <laughs> Bushnell's gun without yeah, Bushnell question. comes in, yeah. Yep. Um because Bushnell's just so excited. Like, yeah, sure, here he you says, go. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know how you knows. knew about that, but uh yeah. here it is. He's like the FBI was looking for you, and well, I am the FBI. Yeah. My says, damn fine line of the night. What about the FBI? I am the FBI. Damn fine. Such a good line. 
I'm, it is so perfect. I uh, I definitely knew he was going to say that. He was ready. In the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> you did, yeah. You said it like a second before. awesome. Yeah. Dave got up for something and missed it. I had to explain it later. I was like, Dave, you missed the greatest thing. The most epic thing, yeah. It was Everything about that was perfect. Like the music, like the theme music, just the look on his face, and then I am the FBI, and oh, I've got... As soon as the music kicks in, oh, it's yeah. just oh, so yeah. amazing. When, when they're gassing up the jet, yeah, because he calls the Mitchums. Um, yeah, and I love that we take the time just for Bushnell to not get their names right right away. Mm-hmm. Rodney, oh, oh Bradley, yeah. Then, yeah, Dougie's driving the family to. Uh, I guess are they going? They're going to, to the, the casino. To the casino, yep. yeah, casino and. Not to gamble again. <laughs> Not to gamble again. No, but Janie E is. She's in for she's, it. She's, she's hot. here. Yeah. Oh yeah. She is. It's because Dougie can drive good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dad sure can drive good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. Really good. Yeah, he can. He can drive me into the bed frame later. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's what she was thinking. I know. I know. I saw it in her face. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're, you're not. Just, that was great. I'm getting a little hot here. I got to turn my fan on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're all super horny. And yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Cooper's back. Wouldn't, how can you not it's be? It's because Cooper, yeah. It's Cooper. He's like a whole snack. Yeah. Oh, this is inner girl. What did I tell I know. You? He's a meal. He's a, you're right. You're right. He's a four-course meal. Three-course meal, yes. Wine he's, a, he's, a sharp, yeah. he's a sharp-dressed man. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Mm. And every girl's crazy. <laughs> About the Roadhouse's favorite song. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just got to bring it back. <laughs> I guess. You didn't have to. I, uh, I Sorry, guess guys. Going to have to kill the mood a little bit. I, I guess Boop's text went through. Yep. Mm. He's, he's back oh, in range. Man. Yep. So Diane is sitting alone at the Buckhorn South Dakota Hotel bar. Gets Mr. C's text, the smiley face, all. Freaks uh, out. Yeah. And starts saying, I remember, and I hope this works. Yeah. So she texts back a string of numbers. Uh, Funnily enough, the numbers as coordinates lead five miles south of the Canadian border and ten miles west of Washington state line. Hmm. So as Coop Hmm. was driving into Twin Peaks, he was five miles south of the Canadian border and 12 miles west of the Washington state line. How about that? So this is close. But no. But no dice. but no dominoes, I was going to say. <laughs> no dominoes. <laughs> yeah. Do the numbers themselves have any meaning? Like, I, have we seen any sections of these numbers? or? I don't, I don't think so. I think just as, as a set, it's just to be this location on the map. Yeah. I so gotcha. It's, it's just outside of Twin Peaks. I gotcha. The only thing I noticed with numbers in that was... The first time she looks at her phone when she gets the text, it's like a certain time of day. I forget the exact mm-hmm. time, but then when she looks at it again, I think when she gets up to the room, it's an hour later. Oh, that's interesting. The walk that makes to me the want room. to look at the there's, time. There's on three boots. different. Yeah, there's, yeah, so like, mm. yeah, the times are di- are definitely different from different texts in in the show. But it also could be that they're. I don't. I mean, I don't know, because I, I don't know where he is when he sent that. Uh, that becomes a whole nother conversation. Which is why I don't like thinking about that kind of stuff with the show, but it is interesting that it's an hour from her walking, like getting the text and walking up. It's like times we're speeding up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're moving fast. There's, 
there's also, and we can talk about it when we when she gets in the room, but there's also a difference in the text when she looks at it again as yeah. well. The time's not only different, the text message is different too. Yeah. What, what's the, and you gotta hope that's not a continuity thing with a show like no. this because you know people are zooming in on this shit yeah. and like yeah. seeing all the differences and yeah. Oh yeah, people are picking it apart and they know. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, like I I think I said it before. Like every it, it was it was way back during the uh, secret history with Take the Ring. I said everything from this point feels extremely intentional. Right. So there's. There is something to it. What it is, we may never know. But that it is there to be dissected is is pretty big. And I don't know that it matters. Like I don't know that it's gonna like blow the lid off Twin Peaks in any Mm -hmm. way, but it's just yeah, it's interesting that it's there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Her saying, I hope this works, Mm -hmm. stuck with me. Like Yeah. mm -hmm. And it it, on on a on a third watch and really thinking about everything, it makes a lot more sense now than it did before. But uh, let's so we can talk about it. Let's get let's get to the to the part. We do get the music here. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> have I, heard this? I was gonna say I don't know if y'all have anything about the music, but so the music in the return, a it's phenomenal. Like there's yeah. hands down no question about that. But every episode, I would always write down um, lyrics from some of the songs that they were playing at certain times, and there was one lyric from the American Woman remix that that was playing when when diane was walking and it says i know my worth and who i am and that just stuck out to me because of what we learn about diane mm-hmm. but i gosh I, yeah it's just a chef's kiss the, the music <laughs> yeah. for this for this series and is just amazing the music too here further just connects her to to mr c because that's the song that yes. plays when he first arrives in part one exactly mm-hmm. there we go. Song. yes yeah yeah, and then I'm glad you said something about that. Like, I hadn't really looked into lyrics until, like, I think part eight, you were talking about the lyrics to the Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah. The the Nine Inch Nails song. The Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> yes. The Nine Inch Nails. That's them. Yeah. And how those were so applicable to all of the themes in Twin Peaks. And I didn't really start doing it until my rewatches and notes for our session today. And I noted in uh, last episode's song, uh, Axolotl, by the veils there's a ton that applies to the series and the themes and so it's something i'm going to be looking into from now on so i'm, I'm glad you've been doing it from the from the jump i mean because i'm sure you've gotten some insights that i've missed just yeah. by not paying attention to all the media that was being presented to me the one lighter in this episode is massive yeah all over it the oh yeah edward lewis severson <laughs> the, those lyrics I've got are, some notes on that too we'll get there we'll get there yeah yeah yes. well, let's get there um so yeah Dan, diane walks very menacingly to the fbi room this is an, an intense Epic entrance yeah and just the look on her face as she's mm-hmm. walking w- yeah. under this music yeah and she gets to the room where gordon cole already knows she's outside the door yeah no she doesn't even knock no knock no doorbell <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah Cole just says, come on in, Diane. And she is ready to tell him about the last time she saw Cooper. She is. But she'll need a drink. <laughs> it's an incredible performance. Yeah. It's Oof. it's really intense. Like, you can watch her go through the range of emotions she went through that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About how surprised she was that he showed up at her place without knocking or ringing the doorbell. 
Yeah. Title of the episode, and she says it. No knock, no doorbell. No, 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 no. <laughs> no knock, no doorbell. He comes on in. Uh, let's let it be known that they had kissed once before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as he kissed her, something changed. Something went wrong. She was scared. She becomes afraid, and he liked that. Like, he smiled about it. Bob. Yeah. Loved her fear. Uh, loves that pain and suffering. That cream corn. And it, it's confirmed here that he raped her that night. Yeah. Oh. So it's it's another hard truth. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like we just keep getting these well, things these two we don't want to also believe. Also, are both callbacks to what my fears were my first watch of Part Seven because that's when you have Doc Hayward talking about him going in into Audrey's room at the mm-hmm. hospital, and you have that mm-hmm. Diane, that first Diane, Mister C confrontation in the prison. Mm-hmm. And you just have those, just like, damn, like, hopefully not. But, yeah. but like, just all over this episode is just callbacks to part seven. And this is not new behavior for Bob. No, like, not this at all. is what he does. No. This is calling card. He becomes a familiar face and then assaults people. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he does what he wants to do, not what he needs to do. Right. And it's obviously despicable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, also, his M.O. Like, this is how you know who you're dealing with. Like, this is his calling card. Right. It, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Diane's not the only person he's done that to. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know. At, at, least, know. at least Diane and Audrey. Yeah. And who knows who else in he encountered year across 25 years. Oh, gosh. Like, it's like, that's, that's what this thing does to people. Yeah. And so she recounts that experience. Everybody just sits and takes it in. Mm-hmm. And it's like something snaps in her. This Did we do a callback to Seven with her saying, I'm going to tell you about this one day. Yeah. She just says that to Cole in part seven, too. Mm-hmm. I just thought of that mm-hmm. when you were saying everyone was listening. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Man. Did you say that um, she said he, he took her to an old gas station? Very important. Mm-hmm. Very important, I feel like. Yeah. And that's when she looks at her phone again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just saying that makes me think, makes me think a lot of things, but that almost makes me think that's when the Tulpa was created by mm-hmm. going to the convenience store. Yes. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So what happened to the old Diane? She's, I don't know. In the convenience store? Well, it, it's interesting because. Is she, uh, person who threw the switch when Boop was there? Is mm. she the Gandalf guy with the staff? <laughs> <laughs> She's a woodsman now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is she a uh, bosomy, what was it? Bosomy woman. Bosomy woman. Yes. That's another key. Yeah. Now she, she does mention being taken to an old gas station after that night. And then it's like something in her snaps. And mm-hmm. she says, I'm at the sheriff's station. I'm not me. I'm not me. Over and over. Yeah. Then she pulls a gun on him, mm-hmm. and that's when they open fire. Just she, like Han. Albert, <laughs> Albert and Tammy shot first. And she just pops like a balloon. She's yeah. just gone. It was weird. Yep. The look on Albert's intense. face is everything in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, like, only mildly shocked, but he's still shocked. And so you know it's kind of a big moment if Albert is right, shocked. Right, if he shows right. that expression, Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Tammy has a dumb line for all the <laughs> people who don't understand 
anything mm-hmm. watching. Diane was a tulpa. <laughs> a real tulpa. <laughs> and then Albert shot Tammy, and it's like, whoa. Uh, thanks, yeah. Albert. Wow. Tammy the tulpa was like, Tammy the tulpa. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Al. <laughs> well, I don't know if y'all noticed, but when she looked back at her cell phone, those coordinates were not there. That text was not there. Gone. Mm. Mm. So it's like she was looking at the text in the bar before she texted the coordinates to the unknown number. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Or maybe she yeah, deleted it. Yeah, it hurts it, so my brain, to remember honestly. It were those the numbers that were on Ruth's arm? She was remembering because she looked at the picture. Did. Yes. Yes. Maybe she sent them to the percolator. Are those the numbers that he spit out? So he got he got numbers from Ray, Jeffries, and Diane. Right. And only two of them matched. But I don't know what numbers he got from Ray or Jeffries. I see. So I don't know who she matched. I think she I probably matched she the, the one from Ray. I think. Because didn't he get his coordinates from Ruth? Oh, yeah, because Jeffries. Yeah. From, from sec- yeah, secretary. Okay. New theory. <laughs> this is a whole conversation. Yeah. New thing. This is a whole other conversation. <laughs> so he gets he gets coordinates from Ray, Jeffries, and Diane. If Ray's and Diane's matched, then I feel like that's the one that he himself is going to check out. The third set is where he would have sent Richard and lied and said, this is where the two that match are. Because I feel like he Jeffries, okay. as, as we... As we theorized last episode, is maybe a liar. <laughs> May have been sending him to get fried. Get fried. Like saying, I can get on board with that. Like, oh, yeah. oh, you want Judy? Go here. Well, I was going to ask if The Rock's name was Judy, or is this is this Judy Rock? <sighs> Judy, Judy Rock. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much Tyler, to think about. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot there. There is. Diane makes it to the red room as as Atolpa does when they're done away with, and she's not having it. She is not having it. <laughs> she Someone doesn't. She you. doesn't need the breakdown. Yeah, I know. Fuck you. I love it. I love that. Even in the afterlife, yeah, she's yeah. still yes. not having it. Still, still just got a, the sass. Still just a sass. Pack. Amazing. Uh, proceeds to crack open and yeah, she like unlocks her jaw. It's like this. Yeah. No, it was weird. Yeah, it was nice a, visual. Oh, it was <laughs> such a good <laughs> moment. I love yeah. it. It was a load-bearing jaw. Yeah. So she unhinges <laughs> and then just cracks open, spits out a gold ball, and disappears. Yeah. Disappears. <laughs> yeah. With this like black flame shooting up from her neck. Mm-hmm. That happened with Dougie too. Yeah, same way Dougie went out. Um, mm-hmm. the only difference in the two was Dougie's pop. Uh, after he popped. Turned into a black stone. That didn't Dougie happen. Pop. That didn't happen here. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dougie Pop. <laughs> Dougie Pop. <laughs> Diane Pop. It's both. They both work. This is too much. Not an in sync fan. Oh, here we oh. go. Here we go. They had it's some just, It just fit the song. It's not about <laughs> being a fan. Okay, we'll let it pass at Damn Fine TV. (laughs) We'll think about it. It's under review. (laughs) Perfect. I feel like I'm constantly under review by Damn Fine TV. You are. I did want to talk to. We have standards. I'm sorry. (laughs) I did want to talk to you because this 
this is confusing. There's some confusing things here. Sure. Uh, both were manufactured for a purpose, mm-hmm. um, but both are totally different when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dougie, as far as we know, does not contain any memories of Cooper or Boop. Mm-hmm. He was manufactured uh, for a purpose, which was to stop Cooper from going into the lodge and basically just have a life of his own. Like, stop gap. Yeah, whereas Diane seemed to keep her memories of the original Diane, as mm-hmm. far as far as we know, um, and her purpose was to replace the old Diane and help Boop take out the Blue Rose Task Force, which mm. she failed here. Yeah, um, Yeah, and I mean, just, you know, because you, you're already thinking about, you know, doppelgangers and tulpas, and it's already confusing with all the doubles in the show anyway, you know. I, it, it's just interesting because that confused me for a while. I had to, like, sit and think about it, and I was like, well, I guess I guess you can make them for a purpose in different ways <laughs> where they don't have to retain the memories of, you know, the person they plucked the hair from <laughs> for the scene. Well, so, yeah, like, Dougie was more of a, like, rubber stopper, like, yeah. prevent somebody from coming back. I feel like something different was done with Diane. Yeah. And she's more of a, like, actual automaton replacement. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not... She's yeah, like not, a repla- just, a, she's, she's not yeah. just a placeholder. She's meant to be an actual replacement. Right, Pla- replacing someone else, yeah, yeah from the real world yeah. in the show. So. The real world, Twin Peaks. <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, you can try to apply logic to this, but <laughs> no, I know. But they were both. But uh, it's. I assume both were created by Boop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if Tulpas can just have different levels of uh, memory, consciousness, right. all that kind of right. stuff. But I feel like they it have depends to on just... what tier you are in the cult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Diane's a gold tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I Diane is. B- above gold because like <laughs> come on it's laura dern platinum she's she's yeah gosh so i didn't okay i might not be remembering this correctly but i didn't realize that mr c made dougie yeah i see, mean I, felt, I i don't know that I it's like dougie, explicitly said no see i felt dougie was made from the lodge as it's some sort of not retaliation, but some sort of uh, opposite or something to the tulpa that Mr. C was making in Diane. Both of them like would a, a serve balancing a factor. Purpose. Yeah, like both mm. of them would serve a purpose, but I I thought it was like maybe an answer to yeah. Hmm. Only I mean, Mike was. I could be or... wrong on that, but it's just because of who they are and what part they play in the story. Right. It just always made me feel like, well, Dougie was always meant to be the tulpa for when Cooper came out of the lodge. Right. But Diane was made to be the tulpa to do the dirty work for Mr. C. I don't know. I think my only thing is just it just hmm. made me. I feel like boop did it because he didn't want to go back in and mike was still confused when dougie got in there because he's like somewhere okay. manufactured you you're right you're right okay i, was I think that's what it is it too, too and no i mean <laughs> th- 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 that's the thing this stuff makes you think and i mean even just going back to even the last episode with the stuff with jeffries and and mr c talking you know he's like you you really are cooper you know he says to him or whatever it's like yeah because he's that means he's not a tulpa he's a doppelganger he's right like mm-hmm. you know he's a he's a boopleganger and it, <laughs> so this is topple booper. <laughs> here's here's something to think about. Here's something I'll throw out. So when Bob was created, Laura was created, right? According to Part Eight, 
According to part eight. Right, right. Laura was an answer to Bob. So when we have this asynchronous existence of Mr. C being out of the lodge, he swapped places with Cooper. So Cooper's in the lodge and Mr. C is out in the world. He manufactures Dougie to be a decoy for the time that he's supposedly supposed to be taken back into the lodge. So it'll take Dougie instead of him, and he kind of escapes that fate, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Kind of tricks the gods okay. that way. You've been tricked. So when he creates Dougie, did that kind of force his hand to have to make a new Diane? Because if there's a Cooper, there has to be a Diane. The way that if there's a Bob, there has to be a Laura. Did he have to rebalance things so that it was Tulpa Tulpa instead of Tulpa Real? Tulpa Tulpa. Tulpa Tulpa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really I like, like that. that. I think that makes yeah. a lot of sense. As far as Good. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even know what I just said. Yeah, I, I just confused myself. I don't know. I don't know what I was where I was going with that. But I, no, I think that's great. Like leaning on the logic from part eight to balance things out in the universe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Great. I did it. Way to go. Yay. But this has also made me question all kinds of things. Who's a tulpa and who's not? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. especially with coming up. <laughs> There's some more stuff we? coming up at the yeah. end of this episode that makes me think. Wait a second. Yeah. Oh. Well, there, there, there's more to talk about. <laughs> there, there is. is. Yeah. Uh, we got to go back to the Silver Mustang, where the Mitchums credit Cooper's new behavior to side effects from the coma. Oh my that, gosh. That was great. So, that's my line. <laughs> I loved it. Side hey. effects. Side effects. <laughs> you know, Dougie's talking with a lot of assurance. Maybe something to do with the coma? Side effects. We did it. But uh, yeah, this is uh, also Cooper's tearful goodbye to Janie E and Sunny Jim, who promises that Dougie will be back. Yeah, I, I I had a note here, Coop telling them that Dougie will be back, and it's supposed to be this very tender moment, but I didn't really feel connected to it, hmm. um, because I didn't have it. Like I never saw them. Like, from what I can tell, Dougie was a shit, shitty person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they wouldn't have this dynamic of, you know, really going to miss him. Like, oh, he's going away, and they're... Because well, they've only been with this yeah. guy for, like, a week. Right. right. But he's so much better. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. so much better. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of impact a Dougie Coop can make on you in a week. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think Cooper, too, just, like, being the good person that he is, he's not going to leave them hanging. He knows what this means that this father figure whether he's good or not is just suddenly going to be gone doesn't want to leave sunny jim that's why he shed a tear it's like oh, right. crap like i did this even though it was boop he's like he he knows like he knows he did it mm-hmm. he created this so he's like i gotta do the right thing because that's what cooper does <laughs> he's always got to do the right thing yeah I thought you were going to say you couldn't connect with it because of the strangeness of them kneeling on the casino floor, <laughs> which was well, far stranger than anything we just yeah. saw with Diane. That kid wouldn't have the made weirdest it part of the, the door. <laughs> he is not allowed on the casino floor. Okay. <laughs> I, 
I think I said this in our last episode, but Nevada resident kids can be on the casino floor as long as they are not touching right. the machines. Uh, okay. Gotcha. I think you said it at the live, the live stream, stream, maybe. Yep. It was the live oh, stream. Okay. All right. I was like, I said it somewhere, but yes, nah. it has to be said. Yeah. Because James, my James has been on the casino floor. But, but did you uh, let him kneel down on it? I mean, this is just, it's not oh right God, parenting. No. I mean, can you imagine what's on that fucking carpet? Oh. <laughs> We're going to say take a knee to, to huddle up. Yep. <laughs> it's a pep talk. This just happens to be where they are. Uh, Coach has the floor, the, the <laughs> casino floor. Yeah. But uh, he actually does slip up. He says that, he says, I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. They've made his heart so full. You're not Dougie? <laughs> Dougie? But <laughs> this, this is who Janie E wants. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. want Dougie back. She wants... Cooper. She tells yeah. him not to go. And yeah, she doesn't want well, to go. I mean, Which I whoever the you new, are, thank you. you are, thank you. Yeah. That was a heartfelt thank you. Like, thank mm. you. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, eh, eh, wink, wink. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so like the new one that he's having Mike <laughs> make, make, it would be from the good seed, yeah. not, not the yeah. bad seed. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to come back fat with long hair and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Dougie. Yeah, it was. That it was, was spot on. Fantastic. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But what are the classic Dougie? What are the rules? I, I feel know, like though. there's some ethical ramifications here. Just I think everybody's knowingly creating <laughs> a non-human yeah, <laughs> to betroth and father in this family. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like Coop's selling it as like. This is the perfect situation. Like this is gonna solve everybody's problem. Yeah. He could have just he could have just said, Don't worry, I've got to go on a road trip with I got a bank account set up with your name on it. (laughs) I'll be back. He's putting a lot of faith in a fake him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To show up and just remember everything and do it right. Yeah. But I guess we can't do much about it. (laughs) No. (laughs) We don't have a lot to say in the matter. I was touched during this moment because, like, as if we didn't know they're opposites of Mr. C. I call him Mr. C. I know y'all don't call him that. But Mr. C and Cooper, where, you know, Mr. C just, at the beginning of the episode, sacrificed his son for at the ro- at the lightning rock or the burning bush, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, and then Cooper, even though this is not his actual family, you know, he's like, I love y'all, and, you know, you'll be taken care of. I don't know. Like, it really just, again, if it just speaks so much to Cooper. And I love the pair, like, the differences between, well, you've got Mr. C, who's, you know, nice knowing you, son, goodbye, son. And then this one, he's like, don't worry, I'll be back, son. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what you're saying is there's a parenting style for everyone in this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The do's yeah. and don'ts. Yeah. Do's and don'ts of parenting. It's a real Dale goofus Cooper. and gallant of dads here. You mean uh, goofus? Goofus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're on board the Mitchum plane. Uh, Bradley's going to need a Bloody Mary. He's <laughs> taking in a lot. Cooper has a coffee, finally. Yeah. Yeah. A proper coffee for a proper Cooper. Uh, proper Cooper coffee? Man, it's really glossed over. I really wanted his first coffee to be like we see him order it, get yeah, it, a big moment. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been at the double R. Yeah. Well, can't wait that long. Yeah, he, I can't. To... he can't wait that long. <laughs> yeah. We need to make a pit stop. 
They're still we need, in to, we need still to, in to touch down in the uh, Twin Peaks International Airport. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have modernized, so you don't know. It's true. They, well, yeah. they may have a strip now. Well, they would have flown in there and not Spokane. So, yeah, but he he assures the Mitchum brothers that their reputation with law enforcement will change as he's recognized they have hearts of gold. Yes. And, and I'll gold, agree. We talked about it. They got really a gold do. Heart. <laughs> they really do. Candy. <laughs> this candy's so great there. Yeah, we talked about it earlier how the Mitchum brothers just are who they are. And when you're on their good side, they're great people to you. If they want to kill you, they're going to kill you. But if if they don't, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Yeah, these, I think these are genuinely good guys. I just love that the Bloody Mary makes another appearance. Right. Yeah. The Sarah Palmer. Yeah. Bloody Mary. Yeah. 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 It's I very sweet to see Mary. how excited they are for somebody like Coop to say that they have hearts of gold, the way that they, mm-hmm. like, tap each other on the shoulder and they're, you know, I don't know. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're not so bad. <laughs> We did it, buddy. I wonder, like, they've given me vibes of the Horn Brothers before, but they're far less gross, and they're just like oh, a, yeah. I don't know, a, just a much better version. It's a nice evolution from the Horn Brothers. Yeah, the evolution I of the like Horn. Yes. Yeah. 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 Where to next, Dave? The Roadhouse. The Roadhouse. Oh. Where the MC announces Edward Lewis Severson, better known as Eddie Vedder. Yep. It's his real name. Yep. Yes. Who plays... Out of Sand. It's a great song. I love this song. Very, very good song. Uh, I know that part of it is, and I am who I am. Mm-hmm. But because it's Eddie Vedder, it sounds like, and Diane, who I am. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. Diane, I who I am. We all thought the same. Can't unhear it. Yeah. Diane. Uh, one lyric from the song, and there's a bunch, but one that stood out to me was, I stare at my reflection to the bone. Based on yes. what happens mm. next. I wrote that down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The ones I wrote down, fragile existence with echoes of worth. Uh, there's another uh, somewhere with much better lives. I am who I am, who I could have been. I will never have the chance. Oh, yeah. I'm going to cry. Okay, wow. let me get my subway napkin. My I'm sorry. Get your subway napkin. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that to be playing with Audrey and... Everything we find out at the end with Audrey, mm-hmm. oh gosh, it it still gets me every time. Like I've yeah. watched this twice, well three times, once in real time when I was watching, then on the live stream with y'all, then I watched it again this morning and I was still crying. Yeah. I'm telling oh, my you, sweet I'm baby sorry. Mouse. <laughs> it, yeah. It's very good. Yeah, it's like I Ooh. I didn't catch those lyrics because I didn't look it up, but it's, yeah, that's big. Yeah. That's a big moment. Uh, Audrey and Charlie walk in under this song. She doesn't have a coat. She doesn't have a coat. She never put that coat on. <laughs> she doesn't have a coat on. What after a catch. All that, after all that about the damn coat. <laughs> no coat. Two coats. Guaranteed. Mm. Or not. <laughs> two two <laughs> coats. <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, or not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so as Audrey scans the roadhouse, Charlie goes up to the bar and orders two martinis twice. Charlie wants to cheers to him and Audrey. Audrey wants to cheers to Billy. No. Yes. To Billy. To Billy. Billy. Yeah, cheers to Billy. To Billy. <laughs> I don't have anything. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cheers to Billy. <laughs> yeah. Billy Zane? Or Billy you can, Zane. You can no, lift an imaginary we don't mug. cheers to Billy Zane either. <laughs> that unimaginable bastard? <laughs> I don't think so. Unimaginable. That, that, that tulpa. <laughs> Tulpa, tulpa. As soon as they clink glasses, 
the music changes as the MC announces Audrey's dance. Mm. What is mm. happening? I was flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. Because there's still a good pause before the music starts, and you're like, no. I was like, can't be. What? what? Can it be? What? I've never heard of Audrey's what? dance. What? It are, is. They, are they a new group? <laughs> I don't Boat know. House exclusive. <laughs> Named after the song from the soundtrack of Twin Peaks season one. I don't know. Maybe it was just too dreamy, but it, <laughs> it, it was. It was just too. Isn't it too dreamy? It hit me in a way that I was just like, there's no way we're about to do this. Like, this doesn't happen. Yeah. And then they, the house band, which is taking the stage instead of the performer, yeah. plays Audrey's dance. That's right. And the crowd parts like the Red Sea. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. And dreamy. So, so she's yes. just left in the middle of the floor and is looking around like, we don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't happen. Why are we doing this? This is great. This, this isn't real. And <laughs> so the music starts, and she starts to dance. I would I would say with more effort than original at uh, the double R when oh, she put yeah. it on. She I definitely took some dance classes within the past twenty five years. I mean, she's she's definitely <laughs> she has been more. waiting for this. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Says now's my time. Yeah. <laughs> the moment to shine. That's right. I just she's so shining it, in a beautiful purple light. Yeah, purple light. Cuts, yeah. cuts to Charlie, and he looks. Maybe jealous. I like. I feel like there's this weird. Yeah, I couldn't look. really get the read on his face. I, it I was mean. constipation to me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What about Charlie's dance? <laughs> oh. oh <no>. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> but uh, the crowd swang too. Very hypnotic. Oh. Yeah, there's like swing to the music. Just crowds into it. Everybody's vibing. Full support of Audrey's dance. This random occurrence. <laughs> There's the one way they're swaying beat. is really uncomfortable, almost. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's not offbeat, yeah. but it's like a little disconcert. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. It's zombie like. Yeah. 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 Great way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's my wife. Yeah. One guy is not my vibing. wife, asshole. <laughs> is that the guy with, uh, what's her name that James is talking to? Oh, with Renee. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You totally get echoes of that scene. You do. Yeah. It's another echo of a, of a roadhouse scene. Yeah, yeah one guy yeah. not feeling this feeling this vibe uh, launches a bottle at another guy because he's apparently hitting on his wife. So a fight? He, no, he's swaying near her. Yeah. So I overreacts, that was maybe. Going on. You're swaying too close to my wife, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Stop your swaying. Monique, you <laughs> bitch. Just, just a fight Moan. breaks out. Moan? Yeah, he does say he's Monique. Yeah, yeah, mother yeah. bitch. <laughs> Sway elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so a fight breaks out, and uh, so Audrey runs over to Charlie and says, get me out of get here. Get me out of here. Cut. Very big line. Cut Smash two. cut. Audrey in a white room, looking disheveled, looking into a mirror, and seems just as surprised as we are. She's like, what? What? There's what? also what? A, a healthy zap of electricity there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, big electrical humming. And then we're played out in reverse. In reverse. <laughs> yeah. So I've got chill bumps. It's so what? good. Yeah, go. Oh, go for it. Oh. Talk I, I about mean, it. I mean, I'm speak Well, I, there's actually, there's so many great scenes in this episode. But yeah. like I said, every single time I watch this, I cry. It's... It's from just the minute she walks in, or they show the roadhouse even, until the very end, just... 
it makes my heart physically hurt for Audrey because it's like, where is she? Where has she been? I mean, all we've mm -hmm. ever known about her was that, you know, is she in a coma? I don't know these things. You know what I mean? Like, what is she? It's just so sad. Oh, it's when she's when she starts to dance, she finally feels like herself again exactly. for the first time this yeah. whole season. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then it's ripped away. Mm. Yeah, she's been saying, "I don't know who I am." Yeah, like, I don't recognize you. And then she gets her moment in the sun, as it were, and it's just her time in the spotlight. Yeah, and then A the mauve spotlight. Just the maybe. rugs yeah. pulled out from under her. Really wild. Uh, yeah, we don't know what's been her deal up to this point. Uh, obviously, after an encounter with Boop, these people don't come back right. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, pretty tragic. Diane may not have come back at all mm -hmm. since she got replaced. Yeah. Uh, Audrey was in a coma, and if she came out of that coma, then it's like her her entire psyche or existence was injected with this Black Lodge influence or this this darkness that's either put her in a different place or has mentally scarred her in a way that she doesn't recognize what reality is. Like, I can't speak to the, the effects of mental illness on people with actual conditions, but if we're talking about sci-fi Twin Peaks logic, <laughs> this may be where her mind is, like somewhere between planes, where things just aren't as they seem. Twin two worlds. I feel like you can't use the word logic in conjunction with Twin Peaks. Very true. <laughs> well, unless you put that's Twin fair. Peaks logic. Like, right. if you say it like that, I think yeah, that that's makes not sense. I like that a lot. That's yeah. not even a thing. That's great. <laughs> if you use Twin Peaks logic. No. It works. I mean, yeah, obviously brings up a ton of questions about Audrey, just what happened in the last 25 years. We got so little information on her in this season. You know, anytime something would come up that where we thought maybe a mention of her would happen, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. You know, with anyone related to her, like in the scene, you know, the brief scene with her mom, uh, the scenes with Ben, you know, because Ben, all Ben says is that Richard never had a father. We don't, right. he doesn't even say anything about Audrey. Right. A lot of, lot of father and son references again this yeah. episode. Uh, it's, family's been a running theme. And things are kind of coming to a head at this point. And, and they should. We're only two episodes out from the end of the season. Yeah. But again, it's as many questions as there are answers. Yeah. Just like, just when I was beginning to fall in love with Dougie, because it took me a long time, because I just wanted Cooper to be back. Like, every sure, yeah. episode, I was like, really? Drinking the coffee didn't do it? Having the pie didn't do it? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I just was going through all these emotions. And... Uh, then, yeah, like, just as I was beginning to love Dougie, then Cooper comes back, which I'm fine with. But then all of a sudden I was like, there's only two episodes left. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was this a, big... a very bittersweet episode in this way. Like, Cooper's yeah. back, but there's two hours left. Yeah, we're out of right. time. Yeah. Where do we go? What do we do? Yeah. yeah. It's just the know. beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're out of sand, too. <laughs> yeah, we're out of sand, Ooh, for sure. Oh, yep. gosh. <sighs> Hourglass. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the metaphor. Yeah, I know. I'm just making sure you got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was a tulpa, just so we're all on the same page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Overall, this is wonderful. Uh, it it does everything I want an episode to do. I was engaged the entire time. Uh, a lot of payoffs, and a lot of 
so that there's there are two different kinds of uh, cliffhangers in Twin Peaks. There are the absolutely infuriating ones, where it's like I need this to conclude, or I'm going to lose my mind. And there's, oh, where are we going? Yeah. And this one ended with where are we going? Like mm-hmm. let's do it. I'm I'm in. I'm hooked. Let's go. At I was never frustrated with this episode, even with with the confusion and the the sudden changes. I was on board the entire time. Yeah, uh, this this episode just works. It's great. Sweet. I uh, am finally glad I'm able to understand <laughs> why Audrey is the way she is now. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Um, even though you hate to hear that, Boop was Rick's dad. Yeah, but it explains a lot because yeah, I've been so concerned. <laughs> <laughs> with why she's turned into like pilot Audrey. She would never raise a child. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't. <laughs> so that that's good. And then Coop being back, like it's just a lot a lot actually happens. <laughs> no, that's rare. That's rare in Twin Peaks. <laughs> As he says for the third episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I realize now, like getting I know nothing not everything's gonna be answered, but with two episodes left, they have to they do have to, like, make some movement. Wrap something up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is wonderful. Just a fantastic, fantastic episode of television, if you call it that. You know, these are parts. This is a this is an 18-part movie. You know, it's... It's a limited event series. Limited event series. Mm-hmm. can run through some past stats for you if you like. But no, this is... Good. This is... This was just epic. Just, honestly, just so many goosebump moments for me. Um, and even the stuff that's not like that that didn't involve like Cooper or Audrey or Diane, those are just the three major moments for me in this, this episode, the stuff with the Polish accountant is just fun, just fun stuff, you know, and, and we lose, uh, Richard. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That guy (laughs) sucked. Uh, so no, I mean, this is, this is one of the best episodes I've ever seen of anything ever in my entire life. It's great. Yeah, phenomenal. It's so great. It's amazing. Three foreheads. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half. <laughs> Jasmine and Mills, any final thoughts on this episode? I mean, I said it at the live stream. I'll say it here. Big thanks to Laura Dern's parents for creating such a beautiful gem of a human. She takes us on such a journey in this episode. And uh, I mean, it, it's an experience. It's every time I rewatch it, I we get to the red room and I realize I am not breathing because there just hasn't been time to breathe while she's taking us on that journey. And yeah, I agree with Patrick. Like it's the best episode of television in general, let alone Twin Peaks. It's yeah. an awesome time. Wow. I agree. I mean, like, honestly, I had never seen anything like The Return in my life. And I will never see anything like The Return ever again. I know I won't. And <laughs> just, I mean, this episode is evidence enough that it, great doesn't even begin to describe it like I, there's not a word that's been invented in my opinion that <laughs> describes what this is like that and i i used to say that like constantly like every time i watch another episode i'm just floored at what's going on and 
just the ability to pull emotions out of the viewers and leave them pleasantly confused. That's how I always called it. <laughs> like, I'm confused in the most pleasant way. Like, it doesn't bother me that I don't fully grasp what's going on. It somehow is Twin Peaks logic, like we talked about. It somehow makes sense in a weird way. And, uh, But this was like... They're all my favorite episodes, but this is probably one of the top favorite ones for me, just because of everything that happens in it. It's awesome. High praise. High praise. High praise. I mean, talk real quick, Deserved. too, just because of the the major moment of Cooper coming to in this episode and <laughs> the return, basically. Ooh. You know, so many people didn't, you know, make it this far either. You know, you're there's a lot of patience involved with this show, especially if you're, yeah. like, you're waiting for him to come back. You could have tuned out episode seven, you know, mm. like just didn't not have like an option. didn't <laughs> you, you know, I could see where, you know, people didn't even get to witness this moment and that, but this is why it was so good is because it was, it took this long to get there. It would, yeah. this would not have been epic. Like, Oh, third episode when he was supposed to return. Exactly. I've argued so often that season three doesn't indulge fans in any kind of fan service or nostalgia, and it just tells the story that David Lynch and Mark Frost wanted to tell. And this episode is evidence of that, I think. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Absolutely. Well, I've got some questions. Okay. Because we don't go through an episode without questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I've got a few. Let's do some unsolved mysteries. Who set up the lightning rock trap where Richard was electrocuted? Judy. Judy. Hands down. No question. The lodge or something, yeah. Yeah. I just always figured it was the lodge. I don't... Yeah. That was my first thought, was it was a trap for him from the lodge. That was old Phil Gerard. <laughs> It's it was really Jerry. equivalent of a, of a stick in a box, like the most obvious trap. <laughs> stick it in a box. It so was. It's a stick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> were Hutch and Shanto, yep, Cheeto, Chantel, uh, were Hutch and Shanto blocking the Polish accountant's driveway? No. I don't think they were. Nope. No, I think he was just having a bad day and was looking for somebody to take it out on. I wasn't even his house. Wasn't even his house. Yeah. Pulled onto the wrong street because it was he such was a blind looking, rage. Looking for trouble. He was looking for trouble. <laughs> Who is Cooper gonna give the owl cave ring to? Annie. That's mostly for Tyler, I guess. Annie. Annie. Yeah, we haven't seen Annie. Not yet. Is the Polish accountant Ike the Spike's dad? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're certain. Yes. Where is Audrey Horn? Right where she needs to be. <laughs> She's in the doctor's care. Yes. Hopefully not. As, as Frank put it. Next to Harry. Yeah. Oh, that, man. What if they're in the same place? Yeah. That's what I always, that's what I thought was like she was in some type of care facility that, um, you know, these immersive, like, talks about the roadhouse and then going to the roadhouse for some sort of immersive therapy treatment for her and then when whatever was going on in that therapy moment like something disrupted that mm. treatment that she was having which is this is oh, what okay. I always thought which is what the Richard fight was and then that's why Rick. she woke up very frightened and like where am I type thing 
like like the roadhouse was the mental destination to get mm-hmm. to to right to finally for her break to through. somehow exactly yeah where are you now audrey She's in the mob zone. I'm at home and Charlie won't put his coat on. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Where are you now, Audrey? I'm at home, but Charlie has his coat on. <laughs> uh. Okay, you've got to work with me here. <laughs> Where are we going now? Uh, well, if you guys want to open the door to the backs of your minds and slip through the threshold, we could go to the Reddit room. I'd rather dwell on it. So in the Reddit room, we go to the original Reddit thread responses from three years ago when this aired to see what people were talking about. Uh, It's from Mars. Said, can I be the first to say this was the most satisfying episode of television I've ever witnessed? And I pulled that one because that's how I felt. Like, <laughs> was that like the fifth comment? Was he the fifth person to say it? <laughs> I, no, the fifth comment said, fifth comment. Yeah. <laughs> the fifth one said, first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I pulled that one because that was just exactly what I was feeling and what I felt like a lot of us felt. Yeah. Uh, Bob Bob Pirano. <laughs> So this episode reminds me of when I was a kid, and my dad would sit us all down on the casino floor for family meetings. I'm sure we've all been there. The casino floor? Yeah. Yeah. For some family meetings. For some family meetings. True story. I went on vacation with my family one time, and early, they got everybody up to get in the the van, and we started driving around. And I remember just, I kept asking, like, I got up early, I was still kind of asleep. I was like, so where are we going today? And nobody would answer me. Like, what are we doing? Nothing. So, so are they trying to freeze you out? No. <laughs> we pulled into a parking garage and we get out. And say, okay, where are we? What are we doing today? Like, what is this? And I was all like, just, just come on, just come on. We got in the elevator and my dad pulls out his wallet and hands me and my brother $40 a piece. <sighs> There's a ding and the doors open into the set of Ocean's Eleven. I was like, jeez. Wait a minute. Is this, are we gambling? Are we family gambling? Are we fambling right now? Fambling. Fambling. (laughs) And that's what we did that day. We just went to the casino. Yeah, you did. All right. And Uh, what'd you leave with? I I left up. I think I left uh, $30 up. $30 up. 10 to 15% profit for the bureau. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one was just for daddy. Oh. For a minute, I was worried about where your story was going because it sounded a lot oh. like Home Alone to me. Like, you got in a van, nobody was like yep. responding to you. <laughs> Parking you garage. Yeah. yeah. I was like, then I woke up and I was in the mental asylum. <laughs> nice. See, Hunter is a grump, said. You grump. You hump. You hump. So Charlie was Audrey's conscious mind asking her if she really wanted to wake up. When she was unsure, he kept saying, okay, I'm going to take off my coat. But this time, she finally had the courage to wake up from the explosion coma. Even Janie E. mentions, sometimes people can stay in these for a really long time. Mm. Yeah. Which is an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. It is. So the, the coma theory is good, but I think she's already awake. Okay, because I was about to say, like, I don't, 
I haven't known anybody in a coma personally. However, I don't think they have a mirror in front of your face for the moment you wake up so you can like, <laughs> right. scare yourself. Yeah. Like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake yeah. up. <laughs> All right, who's on mirror duty today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yep. That's all for the Red Room today. Sweet. Bye. How was it? It was a little chilly. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were out here, so you don't even yeah, know. That's right. <laughs> I saw him in there. Well, guys, Calling me a liar? Yeah. Dougie. <laughs> One last order of business to take care of, and that's... Talking Forever. Five. Oh, five. <laughs> five. Just five. <laughs> Wonderful. I think we're all in agreement here. This is a five forehead episode. It's this is a 25 <laughs> forehead yeah. episode. Man, just foreheads all over the place it's on talk, this guy. Talking foreheads, babe. That's, that's talking foreheads, babe. <laughs> talking, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right we don't even need to talk about it. Talking foreheads. What's left to talk about? <laughs> Let us know at TalkingBackwardsPod at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at TalkingBackwardsPod. Patrick? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at TalkingBackward. <laughs> Tyler. Anchor.fm slash TalkingBackwards. Thank you so much, Jasmine Mills from Damn Fine TV, for being here with us again today. Yes. It was a great time. Where can the people find you, and what are you up to? Well, thanks for having us. This was a blast, as usual. Uh, Mels, tell them, tell them where they can find us. Um, well, we're at Damn Fine TV on Twitter and on Instagram, and uh, you can listen to us on any available podcast platform. So, and come talk Twin Peaks with us because Jasmine, what are we doing with Twin Peaks? Well, we're currently rewatching Twin Peaks. We got a long road ahead of us. A wild ride with James. To the marshlands. All right. Well. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us. Uh, Patreon.com slash Talking Backwards. Tyler's got some Patreon shout-outs. I do. I have some Egg Devler shout-outs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to what is probably the damnedest, finest episode of Talking Backwards that you have ever heard. That's right. You just witnessed with your very own eyes or ear holes the musings of the two sirens that comprise 100% of damn fine TV. But enough about that. You're here to hear... Some shout-outs. Well, I only have one for you this week, and it goes out to a very special person. The one, the only, Coral Davis, a.k.a. at Wholesome Peaks. If you are unfamiliar with that account, then you are most assuredly dead to me. Please, go check them out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, MySpace, anywhere. Just get on Bing and search for Google, then type at Wholesome Beaks, into the search bar. You will not believe what the internet will then bestow upon your eyeballs. Pure gold. Thank you so much for the support, Coral Davis. You are truly one of a kind. If you or anyone you know would like their very own shout-out for me, the Egg Deviler, then please head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. This offer will not last forever, so you better get your shout-out in before you've missed your chance. Again, that's patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. Be sure to tune in next time for a really cool episode at a really cool location with some really cool people. 
For $200 a month, <laughs> if I ever meet you, you will get one hug. Just and one. that's very reasonable, in my opinion, for a hug from Tyler. That's why <laughs> I joined Patreon. I don't know about you, Jasmine. <laughs> oh, I joined the Patreon. Yeah, I did not opt for the Tyler hug. I'm sorry, but uh, just don't There's have those still coins. Time. <laughs> how still ma- time. How many hugs? Just one. Just one. <laughs> you don't play and a half? Too often. <laughs> I will offer up a that's side that's hug the, to one of your yes. I was going to say, that's the, it's the it's over squeeze. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time for part 17. Oh, wow. I hope we get some more Dido. Dido, not Dido.